Hello and welcome to another episode of the FPL Hangover Podcast, where we raise the bar in order to own all things FPL related. We are coming to you on the 6th of March game week 26 is all but said and done with just a little matter of Brentford v Fulham to get out of the way. But many managers will tell you there's, the damage has already been done, uh, particularly those managers who have played the wild card and here tonight to talk about the post game week 26 wild card i have not one but two podcast partners in crime first up you can't get enough of him he's the man from the north paddy how are you getting on my friend i'm getting on the very best it's good to be back and you know what i um i'm just an absolute awe that we have our very own guest here an fpl expert on, on the show here. It's after taking it's, it's taken a lot of convincing, a lot of brown envelopes. Uh, we had to pay mm. off a couple of a couple of FPL uh, members, but yeah, we are joined by PJ at Hindu Monkey. How are you getting on, buddy? Absolutely awful. <laughs> <laughs> Pleasure to have you on, PJ. Pleasure as always. I knew you'd brighten up the show with your usual daisy outlook and things. Yep, here to uh, put that positive spin on the shower of excrement that is FPL. Do, do, do you want me to refer to you as expert PJ or expert Hindu monkey or which which one? You can refer to me whatever you want, Paddy. <laughs> okay. As okay, as we said at the top of the show, uh, we hinted at the idea that maybe one of us had played a wild card, but it's not one of us. It's not two of us. It's all three of us hit the wild card button last week and. Uh, I don't know. How are you feeling about how things went, Petty? I am feeling, um, you know, of course, uh, I ha- I'm, I'm going to be optimistic because I'm on a green arrow here and I've still got two players to play. But in my wildcard, I got rid of Gakpo, I got rid of um, Van Dyke, and I got rid of Nunes. <laughs> so, fucking horror show, really. Classic. Are you uh, are you early on a green arrow because your rank is so low that it's almost impossible to achieve a red arrow at this point? Um, well, that's a good segue into my overall rank there, PJ. And that is my rank at the moment is two hundred and eight thousand overall. That's disappointing. I, I I mistakenly thought it was a lot lower than that. Yeah. Well, there you go. Shots fired. Shots uh, fired. Early doors there, Petty. Shots. It's going to be a long night. It's going to be a long podcast. <laughs> It's been a long season, mate. With my northern brother. Yeah, for those who are not familiar with PJ, because we'd have, you know, obviously there'd be listeners and whatnot, or wouldn't be in and around the FPL community, Twitter and and the like. Uh, PJ is a big time accountant. Wouldn't you say that, PJ? Expert, expert, big time. I would leave others, others to say that, (laughs) not me. He fucking hates the expert word. That's that's why I keep saying it. (laughs) It's, it's other people are welcome to call me what they want like i said i'm i'm hindu monkey i just try and occasionally brighten up everybody else's mood on fbl twitter by being even worse than they could possibly imagine yes yeah it makes sense and to be fair this isn't your first foray into podcasting you were part of the uh well-known three amigos podcast that finished up there last year so it's glad to i'm sure there's plenty of people that'd be glad to have you back on the airwaves uh positive or negative outlook thanks mate probably not irish people but yeah um over and over in england probably more so yeah yeah well you're to be fair you're the second british person we've had on so you know it's we're broadening our horizons it isn't we're all friends now we're all friends now who was uh who was the first ash from fpl hints really yeah yeah after ash after ash sorry <laughs> paddy said he had to paddy said he had to make sure he was ahead of you in the overall ranks before you got an invite <laughs> I was asked not to say that. It's taking so long. I was asked not. <laughs> oh god! But Paddy, you hinted at uh, your your green arrow there for game week twenty six. How has it actually gone? Give us a shout out there. Okay, right. So here we go. Um, I had um, Kepa Nets six pointer. Uh, I had it's just a template fucking team. I had what do you call the 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 Brighton left back? You you still still pin in them? What do you call them? I guarantee that's not that's not what it is. It's, it's Stupanan. It's Stupanan. Who's what I say? Well, I got him. I got a clean sheet there. Gabriel let me down. One pointer. I've got Henry. I've got Saka, captain. I've got Rashford, Matinelli, McAllister, 14 pointer. Kane, two points. 
Hallen four points, and I've got Tony to play on my bench is Matoma thirteen points, Trippier, Botman, and Rea. But as you can see, as you can tell by that team, it's a it's the kind of pretty standard um, wildcard team. Uh, I feel good. I, I don't feel great about what happened with the Liverpool game, obviously, and I'll never will. But I'm I'm pretty well set up, I think, going forward. Yeah, you'd want to be. And again, we'll get into the yeah. wildcard stuff in a bit more detail, but it wasn't about this week. PJ, how did your wildcard 26 pan out? Well, even worse than Paddy's, because I benched <laughs> Matoma um, and instead played McAllister. So my only returns were, were from the aforementioned mispronounced Brighton fullback. Uh, <laughs> and, and in goal, where I went slightly differential, went um, Martinez. Um, so I got, got one extra point there because he got seven for Villa. Um, unfortunately, on my bench, ready for next week, I also had Roberto Sanchez. So, so that's a fire that I, I need to put out as well as, as everything else. I also went with Fabian Shah, who then was concussed. So, yeah, generally speaking, kind of, kind of shocking all round. I have, think I had Odegaard instead of uh, Martinelli as well, but um, who I'm probably now going to have to bench for subsequent weeks just because of all the Brighton and Brentford players we have. So I look forward to him hauling now that he'll be on my bench. You know, my first sub, you know, I used to used to make quite a lot of money just betting on my first sub scoring every, <laughs> every week. It's just, you know, just like clockwork. So it was good to get back in that because I've, you know, I've, I've gone quite cheap on my bench this year. So obviously this time, because we're all planning for bench boosts and stuff, our, our benches are probably a lot stronger than they have been all season. So it's good to get the old days back and just seeing my first sub go absolutely fucking ballistic again. So, you know, that was really nice. Yeah. Just like old times. Yeah. I think like the big difference there between yourself and Petty, and we kind of had a quick chat about it before we hit record was Madison. And there was a, a quite like I'm looking at your team there. And as you said, Matoma first sub. I don't see anyone on your team that I would have played. No, well, 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 the irony, the only decision I was making at the end of that front eight was Madison versus McAllister. And just like Paddy had done, I would have benched McAllister, but I obviously would have got Matoma points. <laughs> so that was a big decision for me. It's like, you know, I was always going to bench one Brighton attacker. Yeah. I just thought Madison had a higher ceiling for that particular match. And, you know, don't want to go down the stats route. I'm sure we'll cover that later. But obviously, you know, he did create a, a number of very presentable chances for Kalichi and Anacho to absolutely spoon. If you think we're going to cover stats later, PJ, you are you are on the wrong show. Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, I would like to cover a stat right now. Um, I it. actually benched Matoma thirteen points and uh, started McAllister fourteen points. So, you know, I just would just like to, the the listeners to know. What do you think? That. What do you think a stat is, Patty? Well, that's a stat to me. It's just well, okay. one, one okay. point. <laughs> let's not start this pj we could be here all day we could be here all day um just for myself since there's no one asked me petty thanks how'd you get uh, on oh there we go um for 40 points so far um again 40 40 41 well i nine yeah, but it's the only difference is that Brighton player. Like, if you but look at anyone going around at the moment that are that's in the twenties, late twenties, it's all because they happened to bench a Brighton midfielder. And but, but forty is actually because unless you owned Liverpool attackers, and most people got rid of them, even if they weren't on wild cards. You know, some people in my mini leagues replaced Nunes for a Tony, or they replaced uh, a Salah. You know, they would go right down to a McAllister or a Matoma, ready for those, um, yeah. ready for the games. So a lot of people made that move not out of wild card. So it was only really that group of people who were insistent upon playing their wild card the kind of week after that kind of kept that trio of Liverpool players more from kind of hope than anything else. And obviously, you know, hit the absolute jackpot. Well, well, for sure. Um, but I mean, Jesus Christ, 7-0. I don't think anyone expected that to be the result at, at the weekend. So, I mean, they definitely got... You know the the they definitely got it right this week, but I mean, do you PJ think you made a mistake, Wild Garden? Sorry, I put myself on mute there temporarily. I well, I mean, I I definitely made a mistake. I, I my old team would have had forty more points than what I'm on now. So <laughs> um, unless uh, Brian and Bremo wax in a hat trick later, um, yeah, it was it was definitely a mistake to to wild card and. 
yeah so yeah but you know you just just one of those things you just have you just have to kind of get on with it um you know and on, onwards and upwards as it were so 100 just Paddy. Sorry, my, my kids are just bursting in, yeah, desperately trying to uh, come down to rave a biscuit jar. So talk amongst yourselves while I just, just feel that, that minor minor skirmish. No problem. What were you going to say, Jer? What about yourself, Paddy? Do you think you made a mistake? Look, I don't think I made a mistake because I actually I had, I have a plan here, like, Jer. You know, I, I, have, a, I have like a wild card is uh, it's not just for one game week. Do you know what I mean? We're going. We're going. We're we're looking to the future with it here. And I mean, if you if you if you hold the wild card, the longer you hold it, the less the less good it really is, isn't it? So, look, maybe I, maybe I should have kept maybe a Liverpool player or something. But no, I can't. I can't say it. Look, if I made my bed and I'm I'm, lay, I'm laying on it, I would have done it again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I mean, I know it's easy. We're sitting here on 40 and it does feel like a pretty decent... Like, I think I've moved from 44k down to 49k. So, to me, when you're up in the top 50, that's essentially a fucking grey arrow. It's it's a non-movement. And I still have the two Brentford lads to play tonight. So, even if I get, like, epoxy penalty out of Tony or a yeah. clean sheet out of Brentford... You know that's uh that's gonna push me up another you know six seven eight points, so. Hundred percent, and and fuck me, I'm up about a hundred thousand places actually. I, I must double check it later, and I've got two players play. So no, I'm 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 fortunate that my wild card, even though I've shipped out a load of points, um, I'm fortunate that I'm I'm on a green arrow. But I'm also I'm I'm well set up I think for a few game weeks going forward now as well. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy enough. The the thing is that the Liverpool players were quite low owned. Um, yeah. The higher owned players, you know, Haaland's doing Naffle, Kane, obviously, I know a lot of us own the blank, but a lot of the big players, you know, there's a lot of big city players, uh, Mares, KDB, um, who obviously kind of blanked or didn't play again. So, you know, the Liverpool players were, were particularly active teams up in the top regions, weren't particularly kind of well owned. So the damage from an ownership perspective certainly wasn't as big as it as it could have been. But I wish I'd held on just a week. I certainly wouldn't. If I, you know, I wish I was umming and ahhing between 26 and 27, and I really do wish I'd I'd waited just that kind of one week, and then I'd I'd obviously be in a, a much kind of stronger position. But other than that, like you said, I am I am well set up. To be honest, the Sanchez thing is the most annoying thing of my wild card. That's more annoying to me than Salah going ballistic. Um, not as a Man United fan, but from an FBL perspective, it's more annoying than me benching Matoma, even though it actually cost me nothing this week because you know i had martinez anyway it's the fact that you know that you've now got to make a transfer to make your bench boost work that's really annoying and yeah you know we all get annoyed by different things so that's like seriously every time i want to play my bench boost something random like this seems to happen which you know means i have to spend an extra four points to do so and each one of those moves just minimizes the impact of that chip more and more and more. It's a crap chip anyway. I hate the bench boost. I'd ban it if I if I could. That would be the chip I'd definitely get rid of if I had the option. I like the bench boost. Um, I know it does definitely get a lot of hate. I've uh, I play with a a couple of people who like to get rid of that that chip really early in the in the season. You know, just get it out of the way. They think it's a, a distraction and it allows them then to obviously pump a bit more value into their front eleven or their their starting eleven, but. I always like it. I mean, even if it goes shit, the idea of having 15 players playing in one game week, it just, I don't know, it always tickles my fancy. But you mentioned, I mean, the Sanchez thing is incredibly bad luck for anyone that went with him. Yeah. Unless, of course, you went with Sanchez and Ward, and in that case, you're getting an 11-pointer off the bench this week out of nowhere. So I suppose that'll kind of soften the blow a little bit, but it is a pain in the ass to have to to think, you know, to, to, to make another move after your just to play the bench rules. But you talked about like playing it in game week 27, PJ. What would you be doing if you still had all your Liverpool assets away to Bournemouth and your wildcard? I think I think I would only just keep Salah because for me that the decision was Salah or Kane as that as that second premium. I was never going to get rid of Haaland for kind of 26, 27. So it was, and I did, you know, Salah made my initial wildcard. I kept him, but it was just with, as soon as that, that's the irony, but as soon as Spurs had that fixture confirmed in 27, yeah. or in 28 rather, I switched to Kane because he had an extra fixture. And it's just logic 
that obviously Kane had that extra kind of fixture in 28, which meant I could fill a field a full 11 off a wild card. And it's just one of those kind of things in terms of the best laid, play, best laid plans of my cement. Had Southampton and Spurs not both lost that FA Cup game, I would have held my wild card by an extra week. But because they did, I played it this week because I wanted Kane long term as my second premium over Salah. And it obviously hugely backfired. But, you know, you just, you just never expect that type of a 19 point swing between those two players, particularly given the fixtures. It's just something. It's just something you don't expect. So, and but like I said, it, it's so absurd that that's not the type of thing that actually kind of uh, annoys me. Like I said, the Sanchez stuff is kind of something that kind of annoys me more. But you, you know, you know that players like Salah and like Kane, like KDB, like Haaland, there are seven, only seven or eight players in the game who are capable of sometimes scoring kind of twenty-point kind of hauls. You have that in them, and they're going to come. You just never know when they're going to come. So when they do, and you don't own them, you just have to kind of suck it up and get on with it. Yeah, and I agree with you. I do think the likes of the Sanchez uh, just suddenly losing his place in the team is a bit more frustrating than the Salah swap because, yeah, I, d- I didn't expect there to be that much of a difference and it hurts when there is, but, you know, it's like getting it's like getting aces cracked, you know, in poker. Do you know what I mean? It just happens. It's just you made, you know, the call that looked better on the day and probably played it right. I mean, I'm the same as you in regards to like Wolves away to Spurs or Spurs away to Wolves last week, twenty six wasn't overly uh, swung on it. I thought if if they won one nil and Kane got a goal, oh, you know, great. It was really the home match against Forest this week in twenty seven, and the away match to Southampton in twenty eight that kind of swung it for me. And then away to Everton in twenty in twenty nine, I was like, that's nothing to be sniffed at. But I mean, considering how fucking shocking Spurs have been. Uh, over the last couple of months I mean all season if you ask me but it's particularly over the last couple of weeks uh, now all of a sudden I'm starting to so I think that might be where my wild card falls down but I'm not going to judge it on game week 26 I think anyone like a lot of and this will lead into the next question but you're seeing it everywhere today you know uh, everywhere last night and everywhere today oh wild carders lost you know uh, those who didn't wild card they've won and I'm going well, I don't know just yet you know like if uh, if those double players, the ones that we've kind of loaded up on, the Brentford assets, if they pick up a clean sheet or two in that 27, like the fact that you have two of them, I doubt there's too many non-wildcarders going into 27 with two Brentford assets or two Brighton defenders. You know, they might have two players, but I can't see them loading up on three. So if they go nuts, that's where we'll make the points back. And I do think, as I said, even tonight, if Brentford get something against Fulham, you know, that's going to make things yeah. look a little less, uh, a little less depressing. But, um, Brentford have just gone one up. Really? Fulham, oh. by the way. Um, can't clock the scorer because it's uh, just on my phone. It's not Ivan Tony or Brian and Bremo. It's fucking Pinnock. Get in. Is it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. I had him in my fucking team. The absolute luck. Oh, what are you talking about luck? That was <laughs> a, a man with uh, just sums it up this week for me. A man who has scored once in what five years suddenly pops up on a wild card and slams it. Oh, in. and Twitter has, might, has gone might mad. Be Tim, might be a Tim Ream own goal. Looking at it again, might, really. be, might be a Tim Ream own goal. Oh, yeah. and 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 what do you hear? And just then as well, there was an awful miss from Embuemo. There was, yeah, but I, I own him, Paddy, so that's part of the yeah, course. He'll do, he'll do that five or six times. Yeah, accepted it. <laughs> I'll have to hold, uh, hold back to the chair a little bit, so until that Pinnock uh, goal. Is, but I assume it's obviously going to be his assist. If it, oh, it'll be his assist minimum. Yeah, I'll fucking so. take it. I'll take it. Yeah, I went with three centre backs this week: Dunk, Pinnock, Gab- Gabriel. I was just praying there'd be a, a power a bullet header and if you were watching that Arsenal match I mean it felt like 40 to 50% of that game was Arsenal taking corners it, it just did you see the Arsenal match Paddy did you see oh, it yeah, yeah yeah oh it was crazy I didn't see the Arsenal match sorry but I I, um, I heard all about it and, Saka um, took so many corners so yeah. many. I, heard, I heard that like and, I, and like, I don't know who your captains were but I had Saka and I felt you know I felt really in a good place after Haaland only got an assist and I was like oh here mm, we yeah, go completely here, yeah here we go here we go guys it's going to be a good day and uh, here we are Arsenal done fuck all second them fuck all and United Cup beat 7-0 by Liverpool and now Pinnock has fucking scored and I've went Henry instead of Pinnock 
And of course, you. It's early days. Gonna... It's early days, Paddy. But it is another blow, another blow, which I know you were going to we're going to talk about later. But for for kind of analytics FC, because again, the stats favoured Ben Me. They favoured Rico Henry. Um, but none not, of them favoured. None but, of them favoured Piddock. Not by well, that, not by a lot, PJ. Do you know what that is then? Well, well, I take I'm, I'm like fuck you, stats FC. <laughs> Just vibes, Paddy. Just vibes. Well, I mean, it's, all, like, it's almost as if it's a game of luck. But anyway, there's definitely a lot of luck involved. But like, just going back to the stats, like there wasn't a lot of difference between Pinnock and me. Like I looked at the two. Yeah, they are all shit. What made me go Pinnock, and it's the same reason I went in March, was just to save a few bob and be. Asher, able to... Jared, if you fucking fell out a window, you'd go up. You get out of here! Get out of here! I've had plenty of shit luck this season, but you know, <laughs> compared to you two, I can't really pay, play the poor mouse. But um, but no, I thought Pinnock was a it was a, just a slightly cheaper version, and my plan was to go Shaw and Fernandez in in game week twenty nine, and I needed I just wanted point two spare in the bank just in case a couple of people went up and Shaw then dropped last night, so that should see me safely through. Although who knows, maybe United. Uh, Maybe United have just absolutely, you know, destroyed their season now and their heads will never, they'll never be able to pick themselves back up. Who knows? Uh, PJ, who do you follow? Just out of curiosity. I'm Sport. a Manchester United fan. Oh, you're in. Okay, so all three of us <laughs> are in the same boat. I was. Yes. Yes. Okay, that makes me feel a bit better. So all three of us were cursing it last week. So, I mean, did that play into your decision to wildcard in the sense that, you know, being able to get off those Liverpool assets and not have to. No, it. not really. I don't tend to look at it like that. I looked at it in isolation. I thought that Liverpool, I thought, well, from all I thought we'd been defending really well recently. And um, I thought the game, I thought it might be quite open. And it was first half. It could have gone either way. Um, it was a pretty open first half. Could have been 1 1, could have been 2 all. Uh, and, but then, yeah, obviously, second half where we just capitulated. And that's what you can't legislate for in football. You can legislate for the 1 or 2, but you, you can't. You can't plan for a team which we sadly did just completely losing their fucking heads when they go kind of kind of three nil down um, and kind of acting in the way that we did, and that's why we lost seven nil, yeah, and not three nil, and that's why obviously Ten Hag is 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 as furious and has been as furious as he as he uh, is because uh, of that. It was so unprofessional. It was it was yeah, embarrassing. It was, it was absolutely it was, embarrassing. it was absolutely terrible. But you know what though. Just to try and be like somewhat positive of the of the whole situation, not just the match. I mean, we were. I think it was like forty four games with no depth in the squad. It was a blip, a very very embarrassing blip. Um, but also, a it's a pity it had to happen. It had to happen against fucking Liverpool. I'm just grateful it didn't happen against Barcelona and it didn't happen in the cup final. But do you know what? I think for for a team to go and win seven nil. A lot of things have to go right and a lot of things have to go wrong on the other side. And I think they had eight shots and they scored seven goals. So, like, I mean, I don't know whether it was Liverpool were really, really great or United were really, really terrible or a balance. But I think I think it's the latter. I think United were just absolutely a shambles. Like, But uh, hopefully it's... Uh, that's there's, that... always a, there's always a mixture of both. I think the yeah. only thing I'm... I'm more confident on than I certainly was under the previous kind of few managers is that there'll be a response. I think if we still had Solskjaer or kind of Mourinho at the wheel, I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd look at that and think, fucking they, hell, they, that's going to demoralise us. Sand, yeah, exactly, right. we're going to be crap next game. Whereas I, w- I would thoroughly expect us to be even more up for the next game than Real we could bit. ever be. Obviously, we got better in the, in the Europa. Mm-hmm. And look, you know, I might be wrong, we might get battered again. But, you know, I've you know trust the process. I've got confidence that. I think yeah, me too. Um, and there's nothing there to put me off our FBL assets. I think. Yeah, and and you know what? Just there, going back to that wild card question. Um, I was I I I also I didn't take my Liverpool players out because you know the United game. I'm the same as PJ. I was looking ahead. Sure, they other other than the Bournemouth game, I would love to have had them. But after that, they blank. Then it's Chelsea. Then it's Arsenal, and I think they have another tough fixture after that. I and I just. You Man know, City away is also Man, Man City, City away Chelsea as well. So I mean away. that that was um, that was a, a big reasoning behind the wild card in twenty six. But is there an argument now that you know the 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 wild carders in twenty seven was the way to go? I don't know, but that's uh, we've we've made our beds on on that one anyway. 
Yeah, I think 27 wildcard is that uh, will remain to be seen. I think it'll be interesting, as I as I mentioned a while ago, to see what to do with their Liverpool assets. Uh, like, I'd be, if I it was wildcard in, in 27, I'd probably be similar thinking to PJ in the sense that, like, it's kind of tough to get rid of Salah now, you know, yeah. especially a way to form it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, most people would have had at least two coming off of the back of the coming off of the back of the last game week. So I mean, I don't know. They they they'll be. If, Sorry. If go. you have if you have Salah now, you're not getting rid of him, are you? You're getting rid of the rest of them. Yeah, I'm probably as Peter said, he'd probably be my second yeah. premium and just avoid Kane. You know? Very 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 hard to do that now. And like I said, you're not going to get Salah, Kane, and Haaland probably. So. If the same thing could happen again, you could certainly see a scenario where yeah. Wild Covers and 27 all keep Salah, avoid Kane, and Kane slams in a hat trick against Forrest. Yeah, so, that's right. You know, you, you never know. You don't, you don't say that they've won until the next week has happened, but they're in a very strong position. You know, like what? I said, Wildcard is really do need Kane to go ballistic and those yes. assets to be quiet. And one positive we can take away from this is that we don't have that headache anymore. <laughs> no. We don't. Um, are we all game? Are games? Are we all bench boosting in twenty nine, or have either of you looked at twenty seven? I'm bench boosting twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah, d- definitely. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't two minds, but the 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 Sanchez um situation means I definitely now will be looking to twenty nine. I'm probably not going to take him out. Actually, I'm still planning on just. I'm going to roll this week because I've got. I could just play Martinez, and just in case, because I can see. You know, I don't want to try and paint the picture that I am incredibly unlucky, even though I have broken FPL review. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I could see a scenario where I've removed Sanchez and then Steele gets red carded or is injured and he's straight back in. So 29 is, is still a month away, as we spoke about. There's an international break in between as well. That's right. So now I don't, I don't need him for 27 or 28 because Martinez is going to play that fixture in 28 anyway. So I'll just accept the fact that I've got one less double. I'm not taking a transfer which would be effectively be a hit when it came to 29 just to get a double Brighton defense this week. I'll just, I'll just play the one I've got, you know, we would all be benching. We're going to be benching some really good assets this week. I've yeah. got, I've got a Newcastle. If, if Shah's fit, he'll just come into my team. You know, that is that type of thing. We've all got good assets on the bench again. So it's just not worth the transfer for me. Yeah. 27. Um, we'll get onto a bit more detail, but I guess the, the tricky one is Fulham away for Arsenal. Yeah. Um, how many Arsenal assets are you going to leave on the bench, Paddy? I've got two on my bench at the moment. Just looking at it. <laughs> yeah. Same I think I'll that. just have. I think I'll just have Gabriel. I think I'm going to bench Madison. I'm annoyed with him, and also because I hate Chelsea so much. If Madison pops up with a hat trick against Chelsea, I'll still be really happy. So <laughs> psychologically, yeah. it's I'm, happy for, I'm happy I mean, to stay there. I mean, Odegaard, Odegaard miss. I'm putting this in my team of a week later, but. Odegaard had something like 13 shots and created six chances. It was absolutely incredible that he walked away with zero points in that match. Or, or, you know, two points. Absolutely incredible. Fulham can't defend for shit. So, you know. I'm actually expecting it to be a little... I mean, I have Odegaard as well, and I'll be resting... I'll be benching him. I actually think... Maybe I'm just being fucking super uh, hopeful here, but I think that could be a tough one. I think they, they're not great defensively, but at home, they've been solid enough, you know? And Arsenal, you know, it took them long enough to score a goal against Bournemouth. So I'm part of me is thinking that was at the, that was at the Emirates. So part of me is thinking maybe we'll get away with it. But I also feel like that'll be the second round of wildcard bashing you know because there'll be those who didn't wildcard in 27 even kept their Liverpool assets a little bit longer and wanted to play their Arsenal assets and if they go off on one and then the likes of myself and yourself Paddy are sitting there with Odegaard and fucking Gabriel on our benches we're going to look like right twats is that that you you, so you're Odegaard I have Gabriel Martinelli on the bench and it's breaking my heart just looking at it but there's no one else I can I can bench my my, uh, defence is the Brighton and Brentford guys who've got a double and my other one is Trippier home to Wolves so I can't play Gabriel ahead of either of those three I I don't think and I'm playing Saka the armbands on Saka at the moment Rashford Matoma and McAllister so there's no room for Martinelli and it's Kane, Haaland, and Tony. So I just have to just fucking grit my teeth and look at that. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, that was all in the plan for yeah. Wild Cardiff. Like, I, I knew that I was going to be doing that, and I was as uncomfortable then making that decision as I will be next week, but that's the way it goes. Uh, we were talking about Twitter there and the effect it can have. I mean, there's been quite a buzz on it today in terms of, and yesterday evening, in terms of, as I said, kind of wildcard bashing, basically turning their... Content creator bashing as well. Content creator bashing as well. We'll get onto that. We have a question about that. But... Um, PJ, how much was Twitter involved in your wildcard? Just out of curiosity, and I know you were saying that the main item match didn't really affect it, but did Twitter? Yeah, I kind of, kind of yes and no in that I wouldn't say that anybody, any person or kind of individual account convinced me to kind of wildcard, but simply being on Twitter and so being more aware very quickly of those permutations following the kind of FA Cup. So like I said, I ultimately chose to wildcard this week if I could pin it down to one thing because of that Tottenham-Southampton result, which seems silly, but I didn't have any Brighton or um, Brighton or Brentford players anyway. So I knew I had to wildcard in 26th or 27, um, unless I just took like, you know, 12 points worth of hits over the next two weeks, which I didn't really want to do. So there wasn't any, any piece of single piece of contact, single piece of account. That's why... That's why it's just it's so poor when people single out those people individually yeah. by name and target them. But we know that if we're on Twitter, if you're an active part of the Twitter community, you are going to be exposed firsthand to information much quicker than the average person who has to seek it out. You know, I used to I, I was on Scout for years long before I joined Twitter, FBL, and I would just go on like, the you know, a couple of hours before deadline or the night before deadline and look at that and kind of. And so the decision-making process would be much, much shorter. It would be kind of much more of my, on my own kind of thing. Whereas now we're just taking in all that information. So I certainly do think that Twitter collectively was why so many people wildcarded. And you, I think that's borne out by the facts that only about 3% of people actually wildcarded. Whereas on Twitter, it must have been about 80% of kind of active Twitter accounts that wildcarded. So that's, that's a huge discrepancy. So it, it definitely had an influence. But it's not individual people. It's the fact that everyone's talking about the same thing and you just become kind of part of that. So. Yeah. yeah, no, it does. Uh, uh, your... No, I was just going to say, it does, um, it does sometimes kind of feel like, you know, you can be being swayed. But, like, I remember, just as you mentioned there, PJ, in terms of, like, pre-Twitter and all that nonsense, being on Scout and... You just kind of knew that this was the week that the majority of engaged managers were going to end up playing their chip. You know, it was like you just got that kind of vibe. With, same with Triple Captain Chips and stuff. You just kind of know, oh, yeah, this is going to make sense. And I was saying it in group chats last week. This is going to make sense for an awful lot of managers. And there will be a certain build of team that game week 26 wildcard or 27 depending on what way you want to attack it just made sense those who didn't have Brentford those who didn't have Brighton it was like last week Tom from who got the assist free hitting now not the majority of people would have used their free hit last week but you knew looking at his team it just made sense you were like yeah because you've already prepped yourself for these weeks and you're getting boned in 25 so free hit makes perfect sense and there's no one going oh you know fucking swayed by this or swayed by that and I don't know I feel like sometimes Twitter maybe even gets a little bit too much credit I agree with you that there's a lot of exposure and you do get kind of you do get a lot of uh, you do get engaged with a lot of that but at the same time I think you could have taken Twitter out of it and if it was just boards.ie or whatever forums used to be popular you would have still had that same general consensus that if your team was X, Y and Z then wildcard made sense what were you going to say, Paddy? No, I was going to say Twitter can be such a bubble at times. I mean, like, there can be such a hype around uh, a player and then you actually look at the main game and you and you, and you see the transfers and you're like, oh, no one's actually transferred that player and, you know, <laughs> than the masses have, you know what I mean? But it can also be, of course, agree with everything you just said there. Like, um, there's so much information. You, you, you can consume it all, but it's at the end of the day, it's up to yourself to play your own game and use that information, you know, how you see fit. So, you know, a lot of people then, these people that just copy people's teams and things, and then all of a sudden something goes wrong, they're just absolutely slaughtering the person 
that uh, was just basically giving out a bit of advice or a bit of uh, information, you know, and it's, it can be just taken too far sometimes. Good point, and uh, it actually segues into one of the questions we got this week from FPL Renegades, a uh, friend of the show. He says, more of a show of solidarity in the question, um, as content creators, and he uses the term loosely, do you ever wonder why you bother when this community is full of entitled, revisionist, fragile, finger-pointing dopes who take zero responsibility for their own teams? <laughs> Paddy, I'll throw that over to you. Was that to me? That's to you. Deer in the headlights, Mo. Okay, yeah, no, I, um, no, I, I love, uh, I love Drew's, uh, his, his, his wordmanship there. Very, very, very good, Drew. Um, but you know what? To me, it just bounces off me. I couldn't give a flying fucking flit. Do you know what I mean? You know, I, I'll, I, I, I don't. Whatever I say, I don't. Uh, I, I'm not like one of those content creators that I know. I use that very loosely that puts out content and it's gospel. I like the way that we, what we do here is we just have a chat. You know, anything we do, chat about, we're never telling anybody this is what you should do. We're just talking about what's the path ahead. And, you know, so, I mean, I, I these people that are fucking point, finger pointing and tailed pricks, I mean, that's that's just, you know, I, I wouldn't agree with that at all. I mean, uh, you just, like I said before, you consume the information and you play your own game at the end of the day. Yeah. What about you, PJ? Any thoughts on that? Um. I'm probably a little bit more controversial on this on this topic in that I do think when you're paying somebody and a lot of top content creators do charge to some degree, either they're behind a paywall with, with a particular membership based account or they're, you know, a patron service or they're looking even if they're just looking for people to buy them a coffee or something. I do I do <laughs> Uh, no, not you, Paddy. You've been asking for coffee for years. It's okay. I always assumed that was just simply to warm you up after you stepped out of the ocean. Yeah. You know, it wasn't actually for anything you had to say about FBL, thank God. Yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 I do think you do run the risk then of getting attracting more of that type of kind of character who's going to want something for that return. So, so whilst I'm not, I'm not sympathising with any stretch of imagination people who are, are abusing and like you say make your own decisions and stuff but that's why i would you know i mean my again my content is very tongue-in-cheek it's kind of quite loose and i'm baffled by some people and i still i still get i'm quite a prominent account i do get dm saying oh you know why the hell did you tell me to do that it's like well oh, i didn't tell you i just you know yeah. presented that person as an option but like, why on earth would you listen to me it was just you know and but but I think I think you do lose a little bit of that high ground when you are charging somebody for a service. So I'm not going not to name any names. There's obviously loads of people who kind of do that, and loads of people who are my friends who, who do that. But I, I do think we just have to be mindful of that. That as the game generally becomes bigger, becomes more monetized, and more things become either behind paywalls or, or promotion based. We have to be mindful that the people who are creating that are going to have their opinions scrutinized a little bit more. And I think that's just part and parcel of the game. And we, we should still be respectful, obviously. But that yeah. was just the point I wanted to make. No, I think no, it's a... Go on, Paddy. I was saying it's a very fair point. Um, I understand. I would add to it in the sense that like, the majority of people that are offering extra services for you know for money or who asking for a donation to whatever get me a coffee whatever it's called um i think that the a lot of the time like that money would barely cover probably the time they put into it let alone like they're not making a profit off it you know like i can tell you from years of playing music and shit like that that you know, you're not. If you get your petrol money covered, and in some cases, I suppose servers and all that kind of stuff, you're just happy. You know, you're just that uh, you feel like a millionaire, and it doesn't justify some of the abuse that people get. But I think it is a fair point that the more you advertise yourself as a, as a, would you say, I don't know. Uh, specialist, uh, you FBL know. expert. F would you, would you maybe say? I was trying very wanna, hard to avoid that word. I, I want to put in there now, and it's here. Go for there's it. some content creators making obscene amounts yeah, of money. There are. There's, there's rare. I mean, there's probably there's, only about there's a dozen. Content creators out there making more than their petrol money, <laughs> and mm. I say that very, very, you know, 
you know, the, 100%. But I think the main takeaway there, and you both said it, everyone deserves, no one deserves to be fucking abused anyway. There's a bit of respect, but I everything you just said there about, you know, PG said it there, if you're if you're putting yourself out there and you're taking people's money, fair enough. You're you're open to a little bit of criticism, you know. But I mean, no one deserves to be fucking booed off stage. To you know, like yeah, some some, this week. some people definitely deserve to be booed off stage, and they're still fucking kicking. But let me ask you, so, and I'll throw it over <laughs> to you first, PJ. Um, why do you play FPL? Fuck, um, at this point, um, Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it's it, I, I used I, I used to play it for enjoyment and bragging rights with my mates, and I much preferred it back then. Um, I, you know, but, 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 I don't even know why, because I don't. I just I, I think now I play it really because I'm I'm quite a big Twitter account, and <laughs> I wouldn't if I didn't play fpl as a big twitter account i wouldn't become i wouldn't be a big twitter account anymore i just feel like i was a guy hanging around in a room with lots of people who were doing something that i wasn't anymore <laughs> <laughs> so um so i just kind of keep going and it used to like act a lot more entertainment and a lot more value into the game i did like that idea of watching a game of football where you had like one or two players in which you would never normally watch and that type of thing but you know, the flip side of that is that obviously it's it's a game which um, is is very difficult to kind of do well at consistently because um, it's ultimately out of our control. So, yeah, now I'm I'm probably going to stick with my answer of, of, of Stockholm syndrome. I mean, do you do you enjoy it, Gur? Gur? Yeah. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I wouldn't. Say, I mean, why I play FPL. The pussy. That's it. Simple as that, PJ. You know, you go out on a night out, get your big green arrow out. You've just yeah. got women throwing themselves at you. It's worked well for us. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I mean... It's I... all right. He doesn't, he doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> no, he doesn't listen to <laughs> He might do when I retweet it and tag him in. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. I'd like to think <laughs> everyone listens to it at some stage. You know, they can't avoid it. But... Um... No, I mean, genuinely, I do. I play the game for pretty much exactly what you said, it's, uh, PJ, in the sense that, like, started off as, you know, bragging rights with, with mates, and it did add an extra bit of enjoyment. All of a sudden, you know, Watford versus Norwich had meaning, whereas before I couldn't have given two shits yeah. about what the result was. And then now, over the years, it's kind of... It's it uh, it does it's wearing thin. It's definitely diminishing returns a little bit, you know. Um, and maybe someday I will just kind of. I tell you what, I really one of the one of the COVID definitely ruined it for me. I mean, COVID ruined so much. But the reason current COVID ruined it for me was because we had we went through that phase where we had every game televised, yeah. and we'd be heading towards that anyway. When I when I you know we we used to only get three games televised a week. Now it's on average five probably, and um, obviously in COVID we had all ten regularly kind of staggered and kind of thing. The, the the times, regardless of how well I'm doing, the times there's probably two or three occasions in the season where I really fucking love FPL still, and that's when there's loads of games on at the same time. Yeah. You know, last game week of a season, you will occasionally have a couple of those midweek games. Amazon Prime do it brilliantly, in fairness to them, where you have six or seven games on. And seeing all the goals fly in, all at different ones, knowing yeah. that you have so many different assets involved at one, rather than watching a whole 90 minutes with one player, and it just puts so much pressure <laughs> on that player. And that, you know, whereas, you know, having it all fly in, that, that's when... You know, I know in my WhatsApp groups with my mates or my DM groups, that's when the banter's properly flying yeah. because you know it can change at any given moment. Um, and, you know, that's what I love about FBL still. And I'd, I'd love to see more of that. I don't think it's going to happen because... I, I think it will, PJ. I think, we we, I, th I think next season will be the first season we actually get it back because, of course, we had COVID, then we had the Queen croaking and, you know, we had loads of stuff. So I think next, next year, next season, we might have it back to being normal it, it, it might be and obviously like tying into that in terms of one of the things i don't think twitter in just to tie that back to content creators one of the things that's been so hard not just as a content creator but anyone playing fbl this season is that so all our transfers have continued to be dictated by fixtures because mm -hmm. there's there's every almost every week there's a blanker or a double which is which is ridiculous so there's, a, there's only a small pool of players so even casuals 
like you say, or even your, like your mates leagues. Mm. Yeah, exactly. They're going to still bring in March because why wouldn't you? He's got a double fixture. And, yeah. you know, it, it, it's just it's just kind of logic in, in that respect. So that that means that there are, there are most teams are more similar. There are far less kind of punty options to kind of talk about. I can't big up Dom Solanke at the moment because he doesn't have until he has a double fixture. Because it's like, well, why would you ever pick somebody who doesn't have a double or, you know, plays in a blank game week or stuff? And that's that's going to be pretty much it to the rest of the season. And I think because of a World Cup and because of a little bit of COVID at the beginning of it, we've got to accept the fact that this season was a complete anomaly. And, and next season we'll go back to hopefully more of a normality. And if SBL yeah. can sort the fucking prices out, we'll actually have 50 or 60 players to choose from rather than just, you know, a pool of five or six each week, which is what it feels like. FPL Towers have so much more to sort out than just their prices. Like, the game itself is... uh, I think think it's... um, It just hasn't been updated. Uh, You know, it hasn't kind of caught up with the times in terms of fantasy games and, and how they're played. There's, I know everyone has this same... Hits the same bullet points, but the fact that... There's so many players that are just not fantasy options in the game. Why are they there? You know, yeah. the price. And- like, they may they may as well just, you know, not include players like fucking Casemiro or your Fabinho's or your Henderson's or your, you know, yeah. fucking Enzo's. You know, they may, they may what, just don't include them unless you're going to put them at fucking four million or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? But- like, why would you? Anyway, that's a whole other podcast. But I mean, you, you know what I mean. Like, they're just—they're—you're never going to have those players in your team because why? Because they don't get points for what their job is: tackling, making fucking passes, or you know, intercept. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? No, you're hundred percent right. Um, and I think the game is kind of being aimed at. Uh, casuals. Casuals, yeah. I mean, I use the word loosely in that regard. I mean, I've no problem using the word casual when it matters. But I just think the fact that it has a wider. They just want as much as they can. The same way they've diluted the taste of Guinness, Paddy. You know, it's like they... they, they... I'm a Beamish fan now, and and Murphy's... I've been raving about that since I've come back. Yeah, I'm happy that Limerick had some kind of... uh, Left some kind of impression, and you didn't get stabbed. So, all good there. But, um, yeah, no, that was... I hope that answered the question, Drew, a little bit. Um, We also... I suppose that kind of touches on the whole content creation thing. But... I did see, actually, I don't know if you saw it today, but I saw a poll on Twitter asking who was responsible for, I can't remember who the fuck pulled up the poll, but who was responsible for the wildcard and trend? Was it uh, content creators or, um, you know, people, the players themselves? And it was like four out of ten were blaming content creators. I think I need to double check where that poll is after coming from. But uh, that kind of blew my mind. I was like, that there. I know obviously you can't take everything for ser- uh, for for truth in, in on Twitter, but like that, you know, there's an there's an element to uh, to you know, kind of what the general thought is on it. And uh, I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts on on whether content creators? Well, I suppose we've already kind of covered it, but um, yeah. Yeah, no, again, I, I'm just fucking rambling now. I need to, I didn't bookmark that fucking thing. <laughs> I bloody hell going through my phone looking for the for the next thing and trying to vamp away. But uh, yeah, let's move on. We're nearly done. Um, 48 minutes in. Fucking hell, time is flying. Uh, before we start wrapping up, game week 27, captaincy. Where are we lying? Paddy, what are you thinking? You kind of touched on it a while ago. It's on, who's your armband on? Yeah. At the moment, it's sitting on Saka, but I mean, that's there wasn't much thought behind that. I just kind of set up my boss team, but I'm looking here at fucking Harry Kane with Nottingham Forest. There's double game makers here. I could go Matoma or McAllister, actually. Um, maybe Tony. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> I was going to say, you have I'm, no idea you're captain of that. I have game. no fucking idea. What about you guys? I don't know. PJ, what are you looking at? Oh, well, I will. I have never and will never put my captaincy on a single game week player when there's a double game week player in my yeah. team. So I will never do that, even though I think if I was, I think Harry Kane home to Forest is probably as as good a fixture as you're likely to get um, for, for a single game week, particularly more so because Spurs lost and, and, and I'd probably expect a reaction there. 
But no, it will be a single game. It will probably be Matoma, um, unless I fancy an absolute batshit punt on Mwemo. But having watched kind of in one eye the first 40 minutes of this Bournemouth match and being reminded once again that he cannot finish his fucking dinner, um, it's not likely to be that. So I'm probably going to go for, um, you know, Matoma, to be honest. Yeah, Paddy's left us. Um, but <laughs> but uh, I'm just, I'm, see, I think the fact that you've gone in Buemo like that makes sense why you'd be put off by it. Um, but anyone with Tony, you obviously have the penalties in, in your lockup, you know, so you're thinking, like yeah. for me now, I'm stuck between a Brentford asset, or Tony, should I say, and a Brighton midfielder. Um, and obviously, Matoma's kind of haul at the weekend is kind of made me start looking a bit closer at him. But I don't know. I just uh, I think it's that that penalties are kind of swinging me away to yeah, Everton. McAllister's on penalties, isn't he? He is, but I don't have McAllister. I would march to save the point three or something like that. Uh, but Brighton's fixtures away to Leeds, at home to Crystal Palace, and then Brentford's away to Everton, away to Southampton. I mean, to be honest, with you there's not a whole lot separating the double for either team. So I think I'll probably end up leaning. Leaning on Brighton, maybe just because of that home fixture at the end of the game of 27. But yeah, that question came in from FPL Quinner last year's uh, last year's mini league champion. Um, but yeah, I think I'm leaning towards yeah, probably either Matoma or March. But considering last week's yeah. haul, probably stick it with Matoma. He looks insane. Actually, he was one of the few assets that I basically after watching the FA Cup match, decided, like, yeah, there's no doubt he's one of the two Brighton lads I'm getting in. He just looks absolutely lethal. I've waited so long to get him in. He's finally in my team, and then I bench him for his uh, 13 points. Like, Yeah, oh, boo-hoo, you played McAllister for his 14 points. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Brentford have conceded on the stroke of half-time, and as expected, Mitrovic. it's uh, via the man I sold on my wild card, Andreas Pereira. Oh! Well, we've all sold him. Uh, I think it's uh, actually an assist uh, from him. Yeah, didn't cross the line. And that fucking Solomon guy, who I think a few people may have wildly punted on, has tapped in, um, tapped in, it, tapped in from on the line. So yeah, one all, clean sheets wiped out. So more, more wins if you're a pinnock owner, less so for us, Paddy. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be a nine blank week on my wild card, um, unless something incredible happens in the second half, which is. Which is extraordinary to get nine blanks in a single week. Um, is, Jesus, is terrible. Some, but that but must on a on, sort of a record on a wild card. Oh no, I've I've got, had all eleven before, Paddy. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> 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 wow. Um, but yeah, nine is nine is nine is pretty poor. You know that is tough to beat. Uh-huh. Um, so we talked about captaincy. What about transfers for next week? Are you you said you're rolling, Peter? Yeah, I won't be making anything. I would always plan to roll. I could do Sanchez to Steele or Sanchez to Rea, but I don't particularly want to. I don't think this Brentford team keep enough clean sheets for me to go double at the back. Uh, so at this stage, I'd rather just hold it, see if anything happens to 29. That's when I'm going to bench boost. I'll get rid of Sanchez then for whatever keeper looks good. Uh, and I think I've got uh, for my, my, the game week 29 team that I kind of put together, kind of on paper, forward planning, had I think 9.4 million in the bank. So... <laughs> could pick any keeper in the game so i'm not bound by any kind of financials financial money so any plans on getting rid of halland that's been touted about the place yes yeah i i i'm again best laid plans injuries might dictate otherwise or people being randomly dropped for no reason but um (laughs) i i am planning to get rid of Haaland not next week but in in a blank 28 and probably replace him with a striker who then plays Someone like a Felix, someone like a Solanke, someone who plays and then doubles in 29, basically, with a plan to then buy Haaland back in week 30. So Yeah, there'll be a lot of people looking at Ollie Watkins, I think. The fact that he's got a home fixture. Watkins is another one, yeah. yeah. Um, what about you, Paddy? Any plans for game week uh, 27? Any transfers? Not, not at the moment. I'm sitting here with, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six double game week players and I have no real desire to transfer any of my players out for a doubler if that makes any sense you know I don't want to I don't want to get rid of Kane or Hound, Rashford or Saka or Trippier so I'm just going to I'm just going to roll the transfer and uh, see what happens uh, see what see what I can do for um, to strengthen my my um, 
gimmick 29 bench boost. Yep, that makes sense. Same as yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll be rolling. Uh, I mean, that was always the plan. You know, you you are. It's one of my. It's same where PJ has a rule yeah. about like double game weekers and not captaining a single guy in a double game week. I have the kind of unless something seriously serious happens, I won't make a transfer the week after my wildcard. You know, obviously, if one of my premiums breaks, he's like that kind of changes the game a little bit but as a rule i try to to follow that up with a, a roll the next week afterwards but uh yeah before we go pj i have one question actually it kind of uh it kind of fills into the whole game week 39 which i believe ye are both a part of um we are yes we are indeed yeah. yes would you like to plug that either of you go ahead pj i plugged it last week yeah <laughs> I'm sure by now everyone kind of knows what it is, but obviously a fantastic event for Street Charge United. It's June the 3rd in Villa. Um, tickets will go on sale in a few weeks, and um, we, we really hope we can get as many people as possible to kind of come along. And it's not just some sort of, like, kind of elitist kind of big account event. We have held trials both North and South this year. Anybody's been invited. Several players will be in the squad this year based on their performances at those trials on both sides. Um, and it's just been a pleasure to be part of, and We'll go there, we'll watch a football game, there'll be a few charity events going on, and then we'll go out and we'll get absolutely shit-faced together. So, cannot recommend it high enough. So, yeah, follow the Game Week um, uh, North-South kind of tag, or, or Benny Blanco, our gaffer, and um, uh, 90-Minute Man. Yeah, you talked about trials and stuff. We actually did get a second part uh, of that question from Drew Renegades. He says... On a scale of Roberto Baggio's penalty into space and Adamola Luckman's Panenka, how bad was FPL Air's penalty miss yesterday? Well, it was it was not as bad as either of those two because crucially he did hit the target um, so much so that our keeper saved it. Bearing in mind that our <laughs> keeper is a seventy year old man, so he obviously can't get to the ground particularly quickly. So that that gives you a kind of you know idea of how softly struck the penalty was that he was essentially able to walk over to the corner of a goal <laughs> and then feebly bat it straight out to their opposition player who slammed it in giving giving FBI the assist but also missed penalty points so I don't know what that works out from FBL perspective um, but yeah disappointing from him it wasn't the best penalty but look, you get it on target and it resulted in a goal so on the day you take that yeah, yeah, there exactly. you go. And you know what? How good was how good was apart from the result last year's event, um, PJ? Yeah, absolutely fantastic day. Um, you know, like I said, to meet so many good people and everyone was just there. You know, the vast majority of people there, both players and fans, were there for the right reasons, which was to get behind yeah. an incredible charity. Um, and there are a lot of huge, huge accounts there. You know, Ben Krell and Ben Dinnery talking about people with hundreds of thousands of followers. And there was no... There were no egos out there. It was just people having, yeah, just having a laugh for for a good cause. And we all went out afterwards, shook each other's hands, got drunk, and we'll be doing the same this year, regardless of the result. And only this year, it's and I'm not being clear, it's going to be bigger and better. It is. It is. There's rumours of you know a six aside um, North v South girls match before, um, yeah. which which would also uh, obviously be great. Um, because there's a lot of really big, um, you know, kind of great female accounts in the community as well. So we're pleased to be able to extend that to them. And, and I think it will snowball from them. I think if it's a bigger event next year, more people are going to want it. I, you know, I've I've played in both the trials matches and I've I've been blown away by the response. People coming over from Ireland, people coming from fucking America to kind of play in these matches just shows how amazing the kind of global kind of idea of it and how big FPL Twitter has kind of become that people are traveling from all over the world to kind of play in these events and just go and have a drink with people and, and just have a bit of a crack. And so I think, I think you know, if it's big again this year, which I, I assume it will be, you know, uh, we may get to kind of like a kind of semis and a kind of final stage. Um, and then it can kind of snowball from there and, and, and fair play to kind of Benny and, you know, uh, Gianni and a kind of a few others who've been involved, you know, myself, like right from the beginning, Ash, obviously, um, it, it's just become, you know, a, a massive event and, and hopefully will be one for, for several few years or though at my age, I may have to take a managerial back seat um kind of after this season certainly if we lose again i think i'll just i'll just, I'll just retire myself at that point so no yeah no uh i think you guys summed it up perfectly and for anyone uh, interested in this there's going to be a description below in the uh in the 
place where you'd put a description. Um, Paddy, where can everyone find you? You can get me at uh, FPLViking underscore on Twitter, the Kathy fella on TikTok, and I think and what, that's it, isn't it? Uh, I don't fucking know. Oh, I'm yeah, Instagram, remember. the Viking Dippers on Instagram. There you go. Yeah, I think there was a bigger one. What about yourself, PJ? Anyone looking to catch up on you? Where can they get you? Yeah, just find me on Twitter at Hindu Monkey. As you can clearly see, I'm neither a Hindu nor a monkey. But yeah, <laughs> that is that is where you can find me on Twitter. You're very welcome to uh, follow me on Instagram as well. But literally, all I do is post pictures of my cats. So they're, they're great cat pictures. They are great cat. Obviously, your dog has featured in a couple of shots. Yeah, my dog is on your page. Uh, of course, I do occasionally steal other people's pets to <laughs> farm off as my own um, if they're in a particularly good good pose. As Paddy's. Alsatian, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that time, you know, a very, very powerful pose he was sporting. So, yeah, yeah I oh. stole that one, yeah. Excellent, excellent. All right, so anyone wants to check PJ out, follow him on Twitter. At Hindu Monkey. Uh, Paddy, I would thank you for being here, but you're going to be back next week. So, yes. I'll just hand this over to PJ. PJ, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. And uh, I hope to have a chat with you again sometime. You too, mate. Lovely to be here. I'm, uh, you know, and me and Paddy have been chatting about it for a while. So great yeah. that I'm, uh, he finally remembered who I was. And uh, yeah, we'll go and, again. And I want to say before PJ goes, it's it's been great having you on, PJ. And PJ is a great guy. Handy Monkey's account is a fantastic account. He makes lots of stupid fucking bets, and he loses his money, and he puts it all towards charity. And I think he's a great guy. And one of my favorite accounts on Twitter. So thank you so much, PJ, coming on. You're an absolute star. Thank you so much, Paddy. Unfortunately, that won't actually carry much weight coming from you, but I do appreciate the sentiment anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right, brilliant. Uh, Anyone who wants to check out the show, you can follow us at FBL Hangover on Twitter. You can also reach out to us on Gmail. It's fblhangovergmail.com. If you enjoyed what you heard this evening, make sure to hit like and subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Share it with your friends and family or even just, you know... Give it to someone you don't really like as some kind of uh, obscure punishment. I don't give a shit. But most importantly, everyone, enjoy Game Week 27. And God bless. Bye.